Welcome to Quantuma Podcast Episode 9, brought to you by your host Frank Wesley, presenting you with stories, insights and ideas from the industry that helps to put businesses back on track. Quantuma is a niche business advisory practice that specialises in advising a wide range of clients. With 13 offices, we are one of the fastest growing firms in the UK advising in this sector. In this episode, which was recorded before the general election of the 12th of December 2019, Frank is joined by Ian Fenton, senior partner of FSPG Chartered Accountants, to talk about the high-level aspects of company taxation and in particular focusing on the issues and challenges faced by insolvency practitioners when providing advice to companies. So Ian, hi and welcome. The, the profile on your firm's website states that you qualified as a chartered accountant in 1980 and became a principal of FSPG in 1992. You look after a diverse client base who appreciate your expert advice for commercial strategy and holistic tax mitigation. And it might be interesting to uh, discuss what holistic tax mitigation means if we have the opportunity. But it also says that outside of work, you can be found juggling the demands of your four children who might be grown up by now, or standing by a microphone singing your heart out. So here we are in your offices, sitting by a microphone. Whether you'll be singing your heart out is not a matter. But anyway, Ian, tell us briefly some more about your background and maybe one or two things that you're working on at the moment. Thank you, Frank. Well, my background, as you quite rightly quoted from our website, <clears throat> is that I'm a chartered accountant um, who has been uh, in practice for a long time. Our firm goes back about 80 years, uh, FSPG. It's a medium-sized firm with an extensive client base. We offer all services, bookkeeping, payroll, tax, accounting and audit. Um, I principally have my own client portfolio, but I've, over the last 10 years I've been working on some very interesting fields, uh, in, interesting areas in, uh, with relation to tax um, and also in conjunction with various firms of liquidators um, and have been assisting them in tax recoveries, in liquidations um, and various other aspects. That's great, Ian. Thanks for that. Um, it sounds as though you've bridged the gap between the taxation specialist and the insolvency practitioner, and there are not too many professionals out there who've successfully done that, but you obviously have. Um, so you clearly spend a great deal of your time dealing with HMRC. How are you finding their behaviour these days, given that we have such a volatile political climate at the moment. We were sort of touching on that a little bit before we started the interview. It would be interesting to hear your thoughts about that. Well, I think that over the years, I think the, the HMRC's attitude has changed completely. Where, whereas before, we were able to pick up the phone and have reasonable conversations with HMRC, it's proving much more difficult these days. The attitude to companies and individuals in the current business environment and the current political environment is very much based purely on generation of revenues for, the, for HMRC tax revenues. 
HMRC are less inclined to listen to directors' requests for time to pay, and pressure is being exerted on companies and individuals on all fronts in terms of penalties which are spewed out at random, computer-generated. So it's becoming uh, tougher to deal with them, and um, particularly at the moment, um, they are holding on to, to cash rather than potentially repaying it to, to taxpayers. That's what I'm hearing. I believe that is the case. We are having great difficulty, A, communicating with the right person, and B, certainly getting repayments that, are, that, are certain, that have been uh, vetted ad infinitum, that to get the money actually through, that's a real problem. Mm. Um, mm. And uh, I, do, I hope that that will be resolved uh, after the election, because I think there's a shortage of people, staff, and everything else at the revenue. So it's, it's having big uh, negative uh, implications for your clients, no doubt. If we um, move forward a little bit onto some of the main discussion areas in terms of the connection between tax and insolvency, um, I'm an insolvency practitioner, have been licensed as such since 1990, been involved on my side of the profession for longer than I care to remember, and tax is naturally uh, uh, an important aspect of every statutory insolvency case that we become involved with. So what initial steps do you think insolvency practitioners could take to effectively review the tax affairs of an insolvent company um, either before or, or after they're appointed? Well, from my experience dealing with a number of different insolvency practitioners, it's become apparent to me that a, re a review at the earliest possible stage of the tax affairs of the company is something that should be undertaken. We ourselves have de devised a checklist that I believe should go on the front of every file when it's opened, which it seems seeks to identify opportunities for tax recoveries and at the same time tick a lot of the boxes that could remain unticked if, if, if left. Um, I think pressure is one of the main problems facing insolvency practitioners and I think that it's necessary it's in some cases to outsource that, that particular aspect which they are not expert on to experts to review if, for instance, there is a VAT bad debt relief claim which could go unseen and records could disappear in the passage of time, at an early stage that could be identified and a, a situation where no crown set-off is applicable for a VAT bad debt relief claim and a potential asset is not recognised could be avoided. Mm. And this, at the same time, there are other aspects like terminal loss claim and other aspects that could be the change, even a change of accounting date within a group that could lead to a, a, either a recovery or um, a, a minimize, minimizing of the, of the tax liability. All of these should be looked at, but I'm afraid, in my experience, they're not. And what do you put that down to? Um, you touched on pressure. Is, is it solely that or is it a lack of expertise? 
in the area. Both, Frank. I mm. think there's mm. a pressure, definitely. Certainly, with the in the current environment, there's a, number, a great amount of cases coming in, perhaps to certain firms mm. such as Quantuma, who are mm. great firms. Mm. And you know, it's it's a question of time and resource. Mm. There is only a, a, a certain amount of staff. And they're not trained necessarily to look at the tax aspects of the case. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that is why we are offering on a contingent basis to look at those recoveries mm -hmm. and to mm -hmm. see whether mm -hmm. we can identify opportunities mm -hmm. for the insolvency practitioner. Mm -hmm. And, and that we will certainly be happy to pursue the claim all the way through mm -hmm. without them really mm -hmm. getting involved. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. just not to ignore the potential assets that mm -hmm. are there. Mm. So, so from what you're saying, VAT is a big area of work for FSPG, um, both insolvency-related and non-insolvency, I assume. It's Yes, well, VAT is, is an important area, but I have to say that terminal loss claims are also applicable, mm -hmm. um, R&D claims, and a big area which is coming up at the moment mm. is the area of anti-avoidance, mm. which mm. is uh, EFERBs and EBTs. Mm. Mm. We have, a, we have a, an uh, excellent um, division there, which, mm. is, which is able to look at those situations and... In, uh, help the insolvency practitioner to assess the claims, assess whether they're correct or not. Mm -hmm, is there a mm -hmm. defence that could be incorporated mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. to, to, to lodged? So I think that's very important at an early stage mm -hmm. because those some of those claims go back could go back ten years, mm -hmm. and how can you ever close uh, an insolvency when you don't know exactly where you are on a claim? Mm -hmm. Mm. So I think that's really important to look at that. Mm -hmm. And I think there's been recent law mm. or in, uh, insolvency pronouncements mm. that mm. say that, that this is one part of the liquidator's um, a, a job that mm. cannot be overlooked. Mm. No, certainly HMRC is very keen to ensure that insolvency practitioners um, prioritise and carefully um, look into... Um, circumstances where a company historically um, set up um, a type of exotic tax planning, um, a tax avoidance product of one sort or another, and certainly in a number of cases that I've seen, once a board of directors or a company has set up one, then they often tend to follow and set up a few more. Certainly HMRC require insolvency practitioners to look carefully into the background of why those decisions were made and um, was it appropriate at the time and how creditors have suffered uh, as a consequence because clearly as the um, background is uh, taking shape now um, HMRC has uh, places a great deal of focus on uh, counter-avoidance-related recoveries, and uh, they have very high expectations of 
insolvency of practitioners in that respect. So that, that's an area that FSPG get quite heavily involved with by the We do indeed, it. and I can see in terms of recent tax developments that you asked about, mm. that the impact of uh, APN's advanced payment notices mm. and follower notices to companies who have undertaken tax planning, mm. now classified as avoidance, mm. can mm. only increase mm. the amount of cases that are coming through to you. Mm. Uh, mm. Because those, some of those have still not come through and will lead to liquidations mm. in those companies mm. which do not have the cash flow mm. to meet those liabilities. Well, certainly that's an area that's kept us busy for the last few years. And um, given the pressure continuing to be exerted by HMRC, I'd expect that will continue for many more years to come. So, Ian, let's um, talk uh, in a bit more detail about the VAT specialisation services um, that your firm offers simply because it's of course the professional and statutory responsibility of the insolvency practitioner to maximise realisations for the benefit of the insolvent estate and creditors and that is of course a significant area that professional regulators will look at when they come in to look at case files. So how, how does that work then? Let's say, for instance, um, I've been appointed as a liquidator uh, of a, an insolvent company's affairs and I need some specialist help in relation to uh, the VAT situation and seeing whether there is an opportunity to discover the potential to affect a refund where otherwise that hadn't been considered. How does that work? How can you help with that, Ian? Well, I think we would, we would look and, and see if the records exist for the uh, for debtors and whether there are bad debts, which is really important. Um, we would we would have to have copies of the invoices applicable to those bad debts. Uh, the we would need a trade debtors report, and I'm fi- I find actually when I've gone into IPs in the past, they've. There, there is a limit of four years and six months applicable to these claims. And unfortunately, they've left it so long that large amounts of bad debts have fallen away and VAT that could be recovered is now lost. Mm-hmm. So my message is very clear. If we were looking at the, the, these situations, the earlier we look at them, the better. We, this, this bad debt relief, VAT bad debt relief, can be applied after deregistration, not before. Mm-hmm. But if the records exist... The best, play, the best time to do it is, is at the beginning. We would, um, we would obviously look at the, or where the records don't are satisfactory, we would ask for the HMRC claim and insolvency. Let's look and see what they're owed, etc. Mm-hmm. We can even apply where records don't exist for the VAT working returns mm-hmm. from the revenue of themselves, which we have done in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. But the bottom line is there is money there. We ourselves have had a 100% success rate mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the revenue on these claims. And although sometimes they, uh, people say to me, the insolvency practitioners, well, these amounts were disputed. We, were, we, we went through to lawyers. Mm, mm. We, don't, we don't actually care. It's only was the VAT paid at the time. Mm. That's all that matters. Mm, it doesn't mm. matter whether there's a dispute or whatever that's mm, going through. Mm. through it. And, and also, we can also do part VAT mm. claims, partial claims. So if we're not sure of some aspect, we, cash flow is important. Mm, we would mm. lodge a partial VAT repayment claim. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because of the because of the amount of claims that we've lodged in the past, it's become 
actually quite an important area that mm. we focus on to get the information as quickly as possible. Mm. Mm. And, and you've helped my firm, I think, historically with yes. several of these reclaims on, the a, num- on a number of cases. On the legal practices. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They were quite amazed at the, um, at the amount of VAT that came back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that message might have gone out that we can do this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this podcast will mm-hmm. show that, you know, give us more claims to, to mm-hmm. assist with mm-hmm. because we're keen to give the revenue more and more work of this kind mm. and the mm. sooner the better because they take so long to give the money how, how long are you seeing the HMRC are taking these um, days it was taking mm. about two to three months mm. it's now I think as I said I'm not sure whether mm. it's to do with the election or whatever but I would think you're talking about probably five months four mm. to five months mm. but mm. it does come in mm-hmm. but you, mm-hmm. you know we're encouraging our, our insolvency anyone who's dealing with us to mm. ring up themselves because mm. they're getting sick of the sound of us always <laughs> ringing up and asking for the money. And from my understanding, the services that FSPG provide in this regard are completely aligned with the the, the um, objectives and responsibilities of the insolvency practitioner um, in the way that your firm charges for providing this support and advice yes we, we we you know we charge on a contingent basis we're very upfront we do an engagement letter and it's basically a, a, a consultancy advice mm. Um, mm. which uh, i think the you know the insolvency practitioner is, is happy to do the other idea that I have is the review of the tax mm. at the earliest possible opportunity. Right. And we're looking perhaps to do an overall review of mm. the tax status of the insolvent company. And mm. uh, I was thinking of a sum of £500 mm. to mm. undertake that review. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. would be very beneficial because mm-hmm. that will give the, the, the confidence whether we know that there's an asset there or not. Mm-hmm. Or... Mm-hmm whether we can minimise the claim from HMRC. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a dual aspect to what we're doing. And, and, and with this early review of uh, a company's tax affairs, how long would it possibly take um, FSPG to undertake one of those? I would think if the information is there, that mm. would be done within the first two, one, one, first two weeks. So very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that would highlight any areas that further work might be required, and where there might be uh, limited opportunities for tax planning or or reclaims. Yes, even if we highlight whether the you know what the situation is, we know there's an EFA, we know there's an EBT, we know that mm. there's, our checklist will, will hopefully zero in on all mm. those aspects quickly, mm. so we know mm. any problem areas and any assets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly it's been very useful to better understand the expertise and specialisation that FSPG has uh, in these particular areas and I can testify that it works and that if uh, your firm is unsuccessful, shall we say, in um, affecting any VAT by debt relief recoveries, then there is no cost to the insolvency practitioner or the estate, which is also um, reassuring to know. So, so how can anyone listening, or I should say everyone listening, 
uh, make contact with you, Ian? How can they find you and FSPG? Well, our, my email is on our website, and our, my, I'm very happy for them to call me at any time on my mobile. Right. Um, which is 07718 mm-hmm. we, And we have a team here. We'd be I'd delighted to look at any situation and uh, keen to increase the number of claims going in. Mm-hmm. And, and what's your email address, Ian? Email address is Ian Fenton mm-hmm. at F, fspg.co.uk. Right. Right, okay. So thanks for that, Ian. That's a great answer. Let's close off the podcast now. I appreciate you inviting me to your offices in central London today and providing your valuable thoughts on tax and VAT matters related. It was indeed a pleasure speaking with you. So I'll sign off now until the next Quantum of Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time. Music